0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with season four, episode 37 as the New York Rangers. uh, I guess from where we left off last time, Andy, I wasn't on the podcast, Andy took over. So I'm covering the Winnipeg Jet game that Andy also covered. And I am, you know, I I am here to bring some sensibility, some clarity, and I don't know, just, just general discussion. On some of the hot topics right now with the New York Rangers. Okay. Um, I thought Andy's podcast uh, was excellent. I think he touched on a lot of good things with the New York Rangers. I thought he was calm, cool, collected. Uh, I have to agree with him that the one loss to the Winnipeg Jets is not the uh, end of the season. Uh, We're not canceling the season, Uh, we're not packing it in for the playoffs. Uh, And I'm going to tell you why. And it's a different reason. And Andy didn't touch on this point. uh, So I wish I was on on the podcast, but uh, the NHL lost that game. The New York Rangers did not lose that game. Uh, Absolutely ridiculous that the New York Rangers had to play on a Monday night after playing a back to back on Friday and Saturday in Western Canada, and then all of a sudden had to fly home you have a travel day, and then you have to play, you know, one of the tougher teams out West on the Monday night. Now, listen, the schedule's the schedule, and I'm not making excuses, but if there was ever a game where you thought the New York Rangers would lose, that's the game you knew they were losing. I mean, Connor Hellebuck coming back from having a few uh, nights off, and you know he was going to be absolutely on top of his game. Uh, Just the style of Winnipeg, just playing bigger, heavier, it was just, you know, the Rangers coming off a tail end of a, you know, finally getting home from a West Coast road trip, playing the back to back, having one day to travel, then having to play at night. Then they, you know, the, the addition with Mott, things are look, looking a little different. I just thought the Rangers were due for a loss, a regulation loss, just an absolute spanking. And listen, if that's the New York Rangers' way of getting spanked and getting humbled a little bit and, you know, coming off of a, a high of a you know a successful road trip, I'd say. Um, I, I think we're in, in pretty damn good shape, and you know this is coming from a guy who I thrive being negative. Nobody can be more negative than me, and uh, I take pride in being negative because you know unfortunately you're never as good as you think you are, and you're never as bad as you think you are. And you know for the New York Rangers, you know I've always preached, you know you got to beat the teams that you're capable of beating. Winnipeg, obviously, uh, an opponent that we can beat, but you know they're not a pushover by any means. You know they are a top team out west. Uh, they have great goaltending. They're a disaster of a matchup for the New York Rangers. Uh, if we're going to be coming off a back-to-back from Western Canada travel day, then you have to play that night. Uh, it's just a disaster of a setup, and it's it's kind of bullshit, you know. Um, it, it just the schedule just doesn't make sense. Uh, there's a couple things throughout the. You know, I, I do want to point out next month, like, this is how dumb the NHL, like, this is so stupid. Why in God's name do the Rangers play the Penguins back-to-back games March 16th and 18th, and they're both home? The Rangers are home. It's so stupid. If I'm a season fan, a season ticket holder and a fan, I'd be so pissed. You know that second game, even though it's a Saturday night at 8 p.m. and it's going to be on primetime, you know that ticket's just not going to sell as well. Or the game before it, people are just going to buy, you know the the um, the Saturday game, and they're going to say, you know what, screw, I'm not, you know, uh, Thursday night, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother going to that game. You know, either way, you're screwed. It's just a stupid, stupid way, uh, of of you know scheduling, and not to mention the fact that March 12th. We're on the road playing Pittsburgh, you know, on a Sunday at 4 p.m. So we play the Penguins on the 12th, the 16th, and the 18th. And it's not even like a home and home. We play them home and then home again. It's just absolutely ridiculous. The NHL is, is just a joke uh, when it comes to this shit. It's so, they're so stupid, um, and I just can't stand them sometimes. Um, you know, cause the following week, listen, we play the Carolina hurricanes in the middle of the week. We play them on a, what is that? Tuesday and a Thursday. Guess what? We, it's a home and home. It's like a classic, you know, the Rangers are home on Tuesday and then we go down to Carolina and play them on Thursday. Classic home and home. I love those. You know, those are fun, especially against opponents like Carolina hurricanes. And it could be fun with an opponent like Pittsburgh who, you know, is going to be desperate at that point. But no, we, we, we screw it up. But, uh, you know, back to the, you know, Winnipeg Jet game. Uh, you know, weird, 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 weird game. Rangers had 51 shots on goal to 21 shots against the Jets. We lose 4-1. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. Rangers go 0-4 for 4 in a power play right there. How many times do I have to say it? Special teams, you know, is going to kill you. You're not going to win a game if you go 0-4 in a power play. I'm sorry, you're not. And, you know, the New York Rangers had opportunities all game long and they just couldn't find the back of the net. And, you know, for the New York Rangers, you know, to play a team that's built like, you know, how the, uh, the Winnipeg Jets are, you got to have your A game and you got to get lucky and you got to find the back of the net. And unfortunately, they weren't able to do so. And, you know, I think the reasons why they weren't able to do so is because, you know, just fatigue, timing uh you know the traveling and you know the rangers came home and they they laid an egg and it's okay. Um they still got 51 shots on goal and all the people that are saying that, that the style of the New York Rangers are not going to be successful in the playoffs, if you think that's what the Rangers are going to be doing in the playoffs, you're you're completely fucking lost because that's not how the Rangers like the playoffs are a different animal. Like it's just not. And if you told me we're gonna outshoot our opponents every game in the playoffs 5121 I'll take it. I'll freaking take it. And there's not a person in the world that wouldn't take 51 shots on goal. Because by statistics alone, a good goaltender would still give up four goals. Right? Let's just say they give up a goal every 10 shots. Right? So that would be five goals. A good goaltender maybe has a little bit higher than a you know a 925 save percentage. They're still giving up four goals there. So, yeah, you're scoring four goals in the playoffs. I hope you freaking win. You know, Jets go one for one on the power play. Just goes to show you how, you know, important special teams are. So you got to win those battles. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, again, not too worried about it. It's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, Rangers had 10 shots on the power play alone. You know, save percentage, 980. You think any goalie in the history of the game is going to post a fucking 980 save percentage when facing 51 shots a night? Not a chance. If the Rangers are doing that in the playoffs, we're winning that series. Trust me. Uh, It's just basic math. Uh yeah, I got a lot of energy tonight. Um, you know, because I'm feeling good about this team, and you know, and, and I, I will say this, I've today is an important day because I now expect Patrick Kane to be a New York Ranger. Uh, I am joining this this train, the Patrick Kane train. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I won't be upset if we don't get him. I just think today marks a day where it's it can be a reality i see the canadians are willing to jump in to make things work uh canadians unfortunately lost a couple of their assets that they thought they'd be moving at the trade deadline to injury so in order for them to take advantage you know of where they are in the standings and try to bring some assets in they're gonna have to hold some salary for teams uh who are trying to make it run and what better way to do that with the new york rangers and patrick kane probably the biggest you know uh you know, I I'd say the biggest potential trade left in the NHL. You know, not to say that there won't be any key major trades going on, but let's face it, I mean Patrick Kane's the hottest name. You know, you put Timo Meyer up there, obviously, but he's been linked to the Devils, which we can touch on because I think the Devils are crazy. They've given up Mercer. Uh better off just giving up Holtz or something like that. Uh yeah, it's just uh, you know, there's some you know, there's some uh, obviously talks right now that You know, Patrick Kane is still looking to be a New York Ranger, and he wants that to to work. I think it was Pierre LeBrun who stated that you know Patrick Kane has given uh, the Blackhawks a list of one team, and he's doing this one at a time, basically saying like, "I want to go to the New York Rangers. Let's see you make this work." And you know that kind of puts Chicago in a weird spot because you know you know Patrick Kane clearly I think wants out of there. I think he wants to go to a contender. And let's face it, you know, he's not going to Boston. He's not going to Toronto anymore. Uh, I, like, obviously, he's not going to go to like Carolina. And, you know, I, I can't think of any other teams in the East that really would be able to fit him. I mean, he's not, you know, Timo Meyer going to the Devils. They're not going to get Patrick Kane. Um, I don't know. It just it just seems like the only team out East now that's left for Patrick Kane is the New York Rangers. Uh, another team that Patrick Kane's also linked could be linked to and really makes the, probably the most sense uh, is the, you know, the Vegas golden Knights. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know who, who, you know, they lack some, you know, right wing depth as do the Rangers. So those two teams really do make the most sense. It's just obviously with the salary cap, it's really tough. And, you know, I think there's, there's two. So Looking at the Pat Kane situation, there's two parties, right? There's people that are like, "Well, Pat Kane's the best player in the world. we got to get him. we got to get him. we got to get him at it no matter the cost. And then there's people like me who are like, listen, I would love to add Pat Kane. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't think it was going to be realistic after we added Tarasenko because of one, our salary cap. And number two, juries made multiple comments saying they doesn't want to you know, blow up our you know, foundation, whether that be the, our first round pick this year, you cannot give that up. And people are saying, well, it's worth it to make the run of the cup. It's like, well, do you want this type of team to be able to be sustained for the next few years? Because realistically, we're not going to be able to pay Keandre Miller. We're not going to be able to pay Kako. We're not going to be able to pay Philip Hedel We're not going to be able to pay Alexis Lafreniere, you know, you know, uh, Braden Schneider, all these guys are going to be coming off their ELCs or their first co- contract. And they're going to be looking for more money. So where's that money going to come from? It's going to come from our prospects and, you know, guys like Offman, you know, Cooley, you know, you know, Rydal, you know, you don't know who is going to be coming up and filling that void and be playing on the ELC because, you know, let's face it, you know, the Rangers are kind of hamstrung with some of the situations they have, you know, whether that be Kreider or Truva or, you know, Boudreau, which can be moved. Yeah, you know, Vinny Trocheck like, you know, you wanted Heat to be, you know, that guy for so long. And then all of a sudden you bring in Vinny Trocek, and of course, Seattle's having the fucking season that you wanted him to have two seasons ago or last season to be our, our number two center. So, yeah, you know, the Rangers are in a situation where uh, they got to be smart about this. And um, I like where we are. Um, you know, obviously, you know, would, I, would it be nice to add Thatcher Kane? Yeah. Because then the VC would move down to the fourth line. You're looking at a lineup of, You know, Mika centering Kreider and Tarasenko. And then you're looking at uh, Vinny Trochek centering Panarin and Patrick Kane. And then you're looking at the kid line and a fourth line that's looking like Boudreaux centering um, uh, VC and uh, oh my God. Uh, God, I'm having a brain fart right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, Tyler Mott. Jeez, we just got Mott and I couldn't even think of his name. Uh, Horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, so, you know, you know, and for the New York Rangers, there's some moves that I am starting to be like they need to make now, which is probably the where most of my doubt lives is, you know, the Rangers are going to have to waive some players, you know, if they really want to fit Patrick Kane, and I'm talking about Jake Lecision and Ben Harper are going to have to be waived uh to make this work. So, I'm not really sure what the Rangers plan is, but for Patrick Kane to, to be a reality I would assume within the next week or so, or within the next like day or two, that Ben Harper and Lishizen are going to have to be waived, and then you know then I'll start to believe, truly believe that Patrick Kane is a lock to become a New York Ranger. But until those things happen, and they're going to have to happen first, uh, I wish I can give credit to uh, you know he broke it down on Twitter. I got to start remembering these these Twitter names because some people really you know they really break shit down to the to the reality of it and you know the reality is that the cap is so complicated but there's you know cap you're harvesting your cap and have the most amount of cap space at the deadline you know the rangers got to do x y and z you know the the best one i saw obviously was harper and Lacision having to be waived and you know i don't know if any teams would pick those guys up but you know here we are um Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting what the Rangers do over the next 48 hours. And you're talking about our next podcast, possibly knowing whether or not Patrick Kane is really going to be a New York Ranger. Um, And I would imagine off is going to be in in that package, uh, along with the Jones and possibly a conditional pick of something, Uh, hopefully not our first. And, you know, uh, I'm sure Chicago is going to hold out as much as they can to try to get you know that to happen but at the same time it's like this is what happens when you know you wait till the last second and the player looking the move is really only interested to, uh, to go in the one team and he's got a no movement clause because you can end up with nothing so it, it'll be interesting to see what the rangers uh you know do over the next 48 hours so on our next podcast it's gonna be uh we're gonna have probably an answer and and you know unless something fluky happens where you know it all works out with the, the cap space, but all I've been reading up to this point, and now I don't see it as much, which I don't understand is that, you know, pass off, you know, decision and fucking, um, uh, Harper have to be moved in order to fit the cap as it grows up till fucking, you know, you know, cap the, the trade deadline. I don't know, you know? Uh, but yeah, so here we are, you know, I am, I'm all about getting like getting Patrick Kane. You know, it, it's I don't I would, would that be my number one choice right now? Probably not. But now that I think it's more of a reality today than it was when I was last on the podcast. You know, yeah, it's exciting. Of course, it's exciting. I mean, you know, what person my age, you know, follows hockey and is not excited to have Patrick Kane? I mean, he is, you know, he is my birth year. I did play against him once, humble brag, uh, at the empire state games. Uh, yeah. And, you know, here we are, you know, all these years later and, you know, I get the him possibly playing for the New York Rangers on maybe the best team we've had in a long time, a very, very long time. I mean, you can make an argument that, you know, the, you know, our team that went to the cup final was good. Obviously you make it to a cup final. You're fucking awesome. But, you know, I, I really, if you look at our team from last year to this year, man, I take this team all day, all day long and we made it to an Eastern Conference final. But the East is a gauntlet, so you never know.
0: This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I know I've had my fair share of uh, New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to eat better and work out more and go for more runs and hikes and go to the gym more. And that lasts all of a week and a half. I've actually found though that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. Uh, and in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase because even the smallest things can be a part of that big change as long as it's something you do every day or use every day, like my Raycon earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yes, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy-now, pay-later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. On top of that, they have functions such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect and comfortable fit, and many more. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buy.raycon.com/thpn today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buy.raycon.com/thpn to score 15% off. and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details.
1: But yeah, that's where I stand on the Patrick Kane thing. I, yeah, it's more exciting for me now that I think it's more of a reality. I think once the Canadians, I've read that the Canadians were in, uh, that I knew like it's their only move is to hold salary. So they got to hold salary for the New York Rangers uh, to make this move for Patrick Kane. Um, and then if we do get Patrick Kane, listen, it's, it's up to the boys to fucking play. I mean, Drury, there's nothing more than Dr- that Drury can do in terms of setting this team up For success. There's absolutely nothing. This comes down to coaching and it comes down to the personnel on this team. And if they're not up for the challenge and they fail, they have no one to blame except themselves. And listen, I'm just forewarning you because I've made this point multiple times. Just be careful what you wish for with Patrick Kane, because Artemi Panarin play seems to play better with shittier players, which it mind boggling. You know, whether that be, you know, fucking you know, we saw it with Strom, right? Now we see it with VC this year. All of a sudden, VC is our second line right winger because Panarin just so happens to have chemistry with these guys that just kind of, you know, they work as hard as they can and they know they're, you know, a little over their heads and, you know, you know they're trying to be a little bit cerebral out there, you know, knowing that they're not as skilled as some of the other players on the roster. So yeah, I mean, it's very important for the New York Rangers to. uh Figure this shit out. But at the same time, like, let's not blow everything up thinking that we're going to get Patrick Kane and then mortgage our entire future on it. Because listen, the East is a gauntlet. Yes, go for it, but let's be smart. Let's go for it for the next five years. Let's not be that team that, you know, essentially blows their load after one year because we're just, you know, we needed to get Patrick Kane. Let's slow our roll down a little bit. All right. I'm excited too, but let's bring it in. Let's center ourselves and take it one day at a time. He's not on the roster yet. You know, there's going to be another move made. You know, whether that he's abused it or you know, uh, um, you know, I don't know. Some of the names are getting thrown, uh, uh, you know, some of the names are getting thrown around right now for the New York Rangers. You know, Nick Benino. You know, it just there's so many things that the New York Rangers uh, can do, and you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You know, I. Hope that whatever we do, no matter what it is, we don't give away our first round pick next year. That's all I want. Just keep it. You can give away the 2025 first round pick, but let's keep the 2023. You know, we got the 2024 one also. You know, I'd rather have the 23 one from the Dallas Stars than, you know, the New York Rangers uh, 24. That's all I'm saying. You know, we also have a second rounder this year. We have a second rounder next year. We have a third rounder from the, you know, Avalanche. We have, you know, the third, the next two years for the New York Rangers, even though that uh, one in 24 third round pick is conditional. So, you know, we have picks, but let's be smart about this. And let's just try to steal Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks. Another thing Andy brought up, I don't know the legality of it, but it just seems like every other team has done it before. Hey, Blackhawks, how about an idea? Why don't you put Patrick Kane on the LTIR? You trade him with no capital implications. He comes to New York Rangers. He starts for the playoffs. Done. We don't have to worry about the cap space. It's done. Um, yeah, they could do that. I don't see what's wrong with that. I mean, Tampa Bay Lightning did it. The you know Blackhawks did it. It just seems like all the friggin' teams that win Stanley Cups have done it. So why not us? You know, that's, if you're a way around the rules, it's still legal, right? Who cares? Um, What else? What else? What else? <clears throat> Um, huge loss by the New Jersey Devils last night, uh, getting spanked by the, you know, Montreal Canadiens, uh, you know, that keeps us both with 57 games played and we, you know, we stay within that four point range. Um, you know, cause I think home ice is going to be crucial. And, you know, even though the Devils are better, you know, they're better on the road than they are at home, but, um, and the Rangers are better away than they are at home as well. So I don't know how that works. Um, but anyway, uh, huge loss by the Devils. Also, Timo Meier probably going to be a New Jersey Devil. Uh, I saw Mercer might be a part of that deal. I don't know. I, I kind of like that kid. You know, if I'm a New Jersey Devil fan, I wouldn't want to give him up. You know, if you can avoid that by all means. Try to avoid it. But, uh, you know, Timo Meier is obviously a hell of a player. You know, the Devil's uh, looking to add him. Um, you know, that'll be shitty for the New York Rangers. So maybe they'll, a deal will fall apart and he'll, Timo Meyer will end up going somewhere uh, to another team out West. Um, Looking at the standings, it's kind of crazy because you got right now, my pick as the wild card. If I had to pick the two teams, they're going to make it. It seems like the Islanders have been playing with a little bit more confidence. Uh, Their two wins against Pittsburgh is impressive. Um, You know, I don't think they're a great team, but if they get good goaltending, they're going to be a tough team to beat. You know, and I'm not you know I'm not saying that they're going to be a tough team to beat. You know, whether it be Boston or Carolina Rangers Devils, I'm talking about you know Florida Panthers, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Washington, Buffalo. You know, part of that group. Um, You know, and and then you look at you know Detroit. uh, They're an up and down team. They give up a ton of goals. Uh, You know, Panthers give up a ton of goals. You know, so some of these teams are going to have to shore up their, you know, defense. You know, the Islanders, out of all those teams, are probably the best defensively, you know, minded team. So, you know, the problem is they don't score a ton. So, yeah. Uh, Islanders would be interesting making the playoffs and secondary team. Buffalo just gives up too many goals. It's like kind of a joke. Uh, And I don't believe in Florida either because they they don't play defense either. Um, You know, I'd like to see Detroit get in. Uh, They'd be a fun team to see in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, Washington I think is out. They've lost five in a row. I know Ovechkin's coming back soon after. You know, unfortunately lost his father, but you know, I think overall, if you look at that, you know, the two teams that to me stand out are the New York Islanders and um, the Detroit Red Wings. I'd give a secondary look at the Florida Panthers uh, only because I do think they have some, you know, good, good players. But unfortunately, I don't think their defense are deep enough to, you know, prevent them from losing games. So uh, they give up a ton of goals. So that'll be tough for them. Uh, Pittsburgh seems like the wheels are kind of falling off, which is, I, I love to see, but they're another team that's can be weird if they get hot and, you know, Again, it, I don't know. I mean, if you have Crosby, you always have a chance. But it just seems to me that the wheels are kind of falling off with Pittsburgh. Uh, they have no scoring depth. Uh, their bottom six are weak. So I don't know. Yeah, I, if I'm Pittsburgh, I, I, I'm you know, hitting the panic button. Huge game tonight for the New York Islanders playing the Winnipeg Jets. I'm sure the Islanders will win like 5 nothing after the New York Rangers uh, tired those guys out for them a couple days ago. Um, what else? What else? What else can we talk about here? The MetLife game, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really that excited about a stadium series game. The outdoor games, I don't know how many people have gone to them, but they kind of suck like to go to. And that's just being honest. Um, I, I would choose to go to a game in a, an arena 10 out of 10 times. Uh, when you go to these games, you're just paying for the Instagram photo of saying you're at this game, you know, and the, you know, the gear is probably the best part of the game, whether that be the cool, you know, beanie or that you ha- you got, or, you know, some hat or, you know, a sweatshirt and an Instagram photo. That's pretty much what going to these games is all about. The game itself sucks. You're so far away. You don't feel like you're in it you're freezing your your tushy off uh you know every game outdoor game I went to the one at Yankee Stadium against the New York Islanders I went to the Philadelphia Flyer game way back in the day with Mike Rupp playing you know it just I don't know it just to me there it was cool to go in Philly that was just a great game um obviously they won um I think they beat the Islanders um, the Islander game was probably the least enjoyable hockey game I've ever been to on any level. And that's including standing watching like a squirt game before my game when I was like a peewee. Like it was honestly the worst experience of my life going to a, a sporting event. It was so freaking cold. It's just not worth it. Uh, MetLife Stadium sucks as a stadium. There's nothing around it. It's boring. Uh, you know, it's it's a fine football stadium. It's just it is what it is. But there's nothing around it. There's no like pregame atmosphere that's going to be fun. Um, you know, it's, that's, that's more football. Uh, you know, I've seen a couple things on Twitter of people saying it should have been at Rutgers. Now we're talking uh, a little bit more intimate. I know, you know, the seating capacity goes way down, but at the same time, like that's what makes it fun. You know, that's what makes being a fan. Uh, the fan experience—a gr- a great time, you know. The intimacy, you know, feeling like you're on top of the players, feeling like you're in in the game, um, you know, whether that be chanting or you know screaming, you know, a goal is scored, hearing you know the tape to tape passing, you know, a puck going off the post, like that's what makes the game experience awesome. You know, it's not sitting 500 yards away with binoculars watching the game and you know throwing up on Instagram and Twitter and. And being like, look, I went to the I went to the stadium series game. I paid four hundred dollars for this ticket and I got this beanie for another 60 bucks. And uh, look, I went to the game. It's like, come on, let's let's grow up a little bit. You know, it's I don't know not to be so negative about the outdoor game. Like it'll be fun to watch on TV, but you're not going to see me being like I paid a ticket. You know, I it's one of those things where I I try to avoid at all costs. Uh, I'd much rather go to the garden. I'd much rather watch a double game at a uh, prudential center. So, uh, yeah. Um, let's see anything else. I I'm curious to see what Andy's take on going to a game like that is, uh, you know, cause usually he's a little bit more sensible than I am and he's got a soul. So, uh, you know, he'd probably be like, you know, it would be really enjoyable. I think it would be a good experience. I don't think he's overly excited, but I think he's not as anti outdoor games as I am. um, you know, I didn't even watch the stadium, stadium series game. I totally forgot it was on, um, awful job of the NHL advertising it. Um, the NHL is just a joke. I mean, viewership is down. ESPN doesn't do anything for hockey. If you look at, you know, the Instagram of ESPN, they are supposed to cover hockey is their sport. There's not a single post about the NHL. So it's a joke. The whole thing's a joke. This uh, NHL marketing is a joke, you know? it's just it's us hockey fans against the world all right we're the only people that care about our game you're never going to get the casual fan because we have incompetent people running everything you know they care more about you know blacking out games so you know a, a fan can't watch you know because they gotta pay another fucking subscription or they gotta get the nhl package or they you know or you know they're worried about you know shit. i don't know it's just like they make it so complicated for fans you think they're ever going to pick up a casual fan absolutely not it's a joke and, and it starts with the new york rangers you know the new york rangers you know heaven forbid they got an app that works you know uh dave if you're listening to this podcast i feel you i understand all all that the whole msg app is just a joke it's like your original six franchise you're owned by one of the richest people in the state you'd think you'd get an app that could just work and stream a hockey game. That's all you want. I mean, fucking live barn. I can watch live barn games all day at any rink that I want to around the country, and it fucking works better than the MSG Go app. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, a, It's just a, you know, it, I can go on forever about this type of shit. But, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I got for you. The quick half hour, um, you know, games coming up. We have a huge game against the Detroit Red Wings. We need to bounce back here. We cannot, uh, you know, lose two in a row. If we are going to be serious about catching the Devils and, and trying to get a home ice advantage here in the playoffs. Um, you know, again, then we play the Washington Capitals one o'clock game on Saturday, and we finish the month of February off at home Sunday, five p.m. against the L.A. Kings. So, next podcast we'll have three games played. We'll know what the deal is with Patrick Kane um unless Andy knows something that I don't that you know if they you know they can retroactively bank cap space you know if they you know do the Macarena or something like that I don't know so anyway uh I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week uh enjoy your weekend and you know big three games here to finish out the month let's catch the New Jersey Devils Fuck them. Let's get the two seed. Let's get home ice advantage. And uh, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this. But hey, Drury, let's go get Patrick Kane. Thank you for listening to the
0: Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Pod Net. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.